morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world right now. This is Emrys Wang of The Raw Entrepreneur. I am with Dr. Josie, even though her name on her Zoom is not the right name. Um, this is, you know, Dr. Josie's with us and Stephanie, um, all the way from Canada. I love us to bits. Um, today, unfortunately, I think the moon, we are shifting planetary-wise and Josie can, can go into that in more detail. But um, Isla's running late because um, of daylight savings time in the UK. So she is really behind. She might not be able to join us. Um, Julie as well, she's unable to join us today. Uh, but we're going to send her lots of happy birthdays because it's her birthday week, actually, if I remember correctly. So, you know, uh, we're going to send all these lovely people lots of love. Today, Josie is going to, we're going to actually talk about a follow-up from last week, uh, last month's circle, which was actually a very meaningful topic. And we had a lot of feedback from people who actually listened in to thank us um, for sharing about death and how to be more conscious about it. Uh, it was a very powerful session. Um, I, I couldn't speak much during the whole recording session because I was so moved. And I, I kind of like cried. I think Stephanie, you, you, you were crying as well. You know, it was, it was a very powerful session. And today, uh, we're going to talk a bit more about um, how to move on consciously to support ourselves um, after death. And uh, Dr. Josie here has some, you know, um, insights that she would really like to share with everyone. So I'll just hand it over to her. Okay, thank you, Amras. It's good to be here with you all. Yeah, we're sitting right now in a very, um, we're a very potent time, a liminal time um, at the new moon. And each month we have the new moon is the dark of the moon. And it's the time we plant seeds. And if you go outside, you won't see the moon in the sky right now. And um, it's a new moon in Scorpio. And Scorpio in and of itself is a time to go inward. And there's this intensity and passion with Scorpio and Scorpio deals with death and rebirth. So it's a very, it's a good time to be having these conversations. Um, this particular new moon in Scorpio is actually opposing a planet called Uranus, which is lightning bolt change. And I think everybody, even if you aren't aware of the planets around the earth, it's feeling the intensity right now. We've had a really tough year and a half and I think the intensity is building. Um, we're also having a lot of solar flares now, huge amounts. I've talked to probably about five or six people. It's like, you just, you don't have any energy. You just want to either crawl back into bed. Epsom salt baths right now are really good to take. Meditation and to just be um, gentle with ourselves. And this is kind of what I recommend for people during the grieving process. I think our West, our world, and it's not even our Western world, Amherst, you're in Singapore. Everything is, is go, go, go and produce. And we've got to keep this young energy of moving outward. Well, we're in the time of the year where it's actually, it's time to go inward and to rest. The last Samhain, which is Halloween, is celebrated as the last harvest of the season. It's when the nuts are brought in and the very last harvest and the last preparations are made for winter. And winter 
in the Northern Hemisphere is a time where you, you literally hibernate. You sit around the fire and tell stories, you sleep longer because the days are shorter and it's colder out. You make really good hearty broths, bone broths and things to nourish you. Um, you eat a lot of root vegetables because the lettuces and the things that grow above ground aren't available. And so those root vegetables actually help root us down into the ground and give us some grounding. Um, and so these are all these are all good suggestions when you're going through a grieving process. And um, in, in Chinese medicine, this also happens to be the metal element time of year. And metal is all about grieving and the lung. That's why a lot of people get respiratory infections this time of year as well. Yeah, so it's, it's all tied in. So if we start living our lives tied into the natural cycles of the earth, we can have a much easier time moving forward with it. Whereas if we resist it and say, no, I'm gonna go out and go to every Christmas party I'm invited to and, and go shopping and do all this stuff, we can end up getting sick. But, um, you know, back to the grieving as what I find being a holistic vet for over 20 years, I've had a lot of animals come to me with chronic illnesses and I'm leading them through the last months, years of their life, all the way up to that point of death. And one of the biggest issues I see with my clients is that if it was a human family member, they would be given time off from work. People would be a lot more supportive of them of going through that grieving process. Whereas a lot of times I see, well, they don't get time off work if they tell their neighbor or they tell their good friend who may not be an animal person about it. They're like, well, that's just a dog. Just get over it and move on. Go adopt another dog right away. That's another thing people do, you know, or their husband will come home with a new puppy when they've just lost like the love of their life that they were very connected to. So, a lot of times what I'll tell them is if they don't have to be specific with people to just to literally, instead of saying, well, my dog died, say a very dear family member died so that they don't have, they will get some more of that support. You know, it is changing when we're, when we're in animal circles all the time, of course, we don't feel that, but it's when you step out into the collective. And I think all of us, I don't, I don't think there's a single person out there right now that hasn't suffered a lot of loss over this last year and a half. And, you know, we're looking at, we're looking at certain things on the earth dying. We're looking at our ways of life that we had a year and a half ago dying. Um, you know, our mobility around the planet has been severely limited. Uh, we're looking at supply chain issues. So it's no longer, well, let's just go down to the store and buy something. It might not be on the shelves to buy. So we're in this huge transition period. And honestly, like the way of life that we had before wasn't sustainable. We all had, there's been signals coming at us left and right. The sirens are now going off. You know, we have the big climate conference in Glasgow happening that the earth is screaming at us <laughs> with massive hurricanes with volcanoes that won't stop erupting and yet what does it take for us humans to say we need to change our way of life we need to change the way we live on this planet and um 
but there's a grieving that has to go along with that. And that's one thing that we leave out. And grief isn't, grief isn't something we have any conscious control over. Like I, when, as my mother was getting older, I, I was like, well, I'm gonna grieve her death before she dies. And then when she dies, I won't have to go through that. Well, that wasn't really the case. <laughs> That's never the case. We don't get to choose how long the grieving process is. We don't get to choose when it comes up. You know, you can be standing in the grocery line and a wave of grief will come slamming into you out of nowhere and you don't, you'd have to deal with it in the moment. So I think that's, that's where we need to have a lot of patience with ourselves. We need to have a lot of compassion for ourselves. Um, we need to be able to slow down and say, you know, I'm having a really hard day today. Let me, let me go to the, let me take myself to the botanical gardens and just walk around, you know? Or even if it's like, sometimes what I will do, is just step out for 15 minutes and sit on the ground, on the grass and stare at the sky and just do a really simple meditation and just breathe. And if the tears need to flow, allow the tears to flow. Because a lot of times also, I think we're, we're said, well, you're grieving, so you're depressed. So you know, then the next thing is you need to go to the doctor and you need to take a pill. And I I've gone, gone through some really dark nights of the soul myself in my own life. And there was one point where I think two or three clients were like, well, why don't you just go to the psychiatrist and just get on an antidepressant? And, and what that does is that actually stops a natural process from happening. And so sooner or later, whether it's now or whether it's 10 years down the road, you're still gonna have to deal and process with those emotions. You know, I do suggest, I do recommend, especially people have such busy lives, but to, if you lose an animal, and sometimes these animals, they mean so much to us, and they are so close to so many people. I know women who have who have incredibly full lives, who live in absolutely gorgeous houses, who could go out and ask their husband and, and to buy them whatever car they would want in the world. And they're walking around in, they can go to the store and buy whatever they want. They can get on a plane and travel wherever they want, even with COVID. And yet the little tiny ancient poodle in their arms, losing that dog is bringing them to their knees. And none of that external stuff means anything to them, you know? Um, so to get the support with that, I think sometimes it is good to, it's a lot of times it is good to seek outside help, to either seek a therapist or seek a group grief circle out, which there's more and more of those so that you're surrounded by people who understand what you're going through or who are gonna be supportive who aren't going to tell you, well, just get over it and stop crying and get back to your life because that's not the way it works. Um, so I think that's, that's very useful. I did, um, because Samhain was the, which is a cross quarter holiday, which we just passed Halloween. I did a circle for my online group where we, we actually <laughs> had little coffins and everybody picked out something that they were ready to release in their life. And we, we honored that, we honored that thing over a three week period of decorating the coffin and collecting things to put in it that 
that were symbolized that thing we're releasing. And then we symbolically released it into the fire and buried it in the earth, um, giving it back to the earth. So there can be rich, small rituals like that. And then actually Isla came on and did a beautiful day of the dead shamanic journey where we actually are led into the internal world and to connect to the spirit of the animal that passed. Because that's another thing. I mean, death brings us to brings us to the spiritual world, and there's a lot of different beliefs with that. So I think people have to really look at what their individual belief is, and do some exploring. I think another thing. I think people think, well, I'm Jewish or I'm Christian or I'm pagan or I'm this and that, and that there's no cross cultural or cross spiritual work but i think it's good to give yourself permission to explore different cultures different religions and how they celebrate death and how they honor death because we've lost we've lost the death rituals that we always used to have they're there and i've picked up a lot of them and use a lot of them in my work but um you know, there's a lot of those, all those things help us process that grief and help that grief move through a little bit quicker than not. Um, Dr. Josie, you know, cause you, you're, you're also like a deaf doula for, for your clients as well. Um, when you, when their animal passes, um, mm -hmm. could you actually, would you mind going through the, the process, you know, uh, of how you you would say handhold them to guide them through the grieving process, as an example. Um, yeah, I could. It's such an individual. It's an individual thing, and honestly, Amaris, I used to do a lot more euthanasia not on the fly, but for people who I didn't know. Mm. You know, they would need they would need their dog their dog put to sleep and they would call me and I've stopped doing a lot of that because I feel the dying dying isn't something that happens in one moment in time it happens over a period of time and I think there's a lot that can be done being present and sitting with the animal while they're still alive leading up to the actual letting go when the when the physical body stops functioning and then there's process after that as well. So what I usually do, I'm going to people's homes so the animal can be within their own home environment. And when I go in, I'm doing acupuncture, but I'm also communicating with that animal. And a lot of things will come through me of what that animal may need. And showing people, you know, the people are there's that anxiety about we want to keep them going they're not eating we have to shove more food in their mouth and things like that so I'll guide them through the different stages where there'll be a stage and the way I describe it is the spiritual body of the animal there's an etheric body and an astral body will actually become so much bigger than the physical body can hold and the physical body starts shrinking down so they'll lose weight, they'll lose muscle mass. And that's a, usually a pretty gradual process. But as that spiritual body gets bigger, I try to help the people just be able to sit and be present with the animal. And there'll come a certain time where I've had dogs literally, they'll just clamp their mouth shut and they don't want anything else to go in orally at all. 
and it's because their physical body can no longer process that physical material. But they can stay alive a lot longer even after that. But they'll stop, they, they'll just want to stop all the meds. And that may be because the meds aren't making them feel good. You know, mm. I, I don't take a lot of pharmaceuticals, but when you have a dog on heart meds and, and steroids and all this different stuff and pain meds, we've got a whole, I would love to do a different topic on that. We have a whole pain medication crisis in veterinary medicine right now. I mean, we're, but that's a whole nother topic. I, I thought I would be using a lot more pain meds for death. And I really don't because animals, animals and us, we know how to die. Our, our soul and our spirit within us, we know how to die. <laughs> so, and there's not a lot you know, when you get to the point where they're clamping their mouth shut, they don't want to process that food. A lot of it is just keeping them comfortable. And I'll go from maybe like once a week visits to their house to every other day visits where I'll talk to them on the phone. They'll call me up, well, they're doing this and they're doing that. Or, But I found with the acupuncture itself, because it works on the energy body, I rarely have to reach for any, I don't use any sedatives. I don't use any opioids. I don't use any pain meds. I use acupuncture and I also do Reiki as well and do a lot of things just being present with them. And they'll be really comfortable. Um, a lot of times, even using the acupuncture, they'll go in their sleep where I don't even have to give them an injection. But it's allowing the people to be able to sit and be present and hold vigil you know, and a lot of it is the caring, you know, they, if they can't get up to go to the bathroom, they'll put diapers on the dog. I'll teach them how to clean their bodies really good. We'll keep them well hydrated. I'll have them do droppers of water in the mouth and subcute fluids, but very mild intervention. And then usually if the day comes, I always tell them the animal will give them some sign that they're ready they always do you'll wake up and you'll they'll just look at you and be like i'm i'm done <laughs> i think we've all kind of we've all had those days even right now it's like i'm just done and over this i you know it's time and so um with that i usually depending upon the person a lot of times it's more difficult some people will have all their family there a lot of times i stipulate that I, I would rather have the main caretaker of the person there with them, especially if they're really connected and the other family members really aren't. Then I would rather have the other family members wait in an outside room and then come in afterwards to support that person. Because some family members can be very disruptive depending upon the dynamics in the family. Mm -hmm. um, and I want, I'm there, like when I start that process and I'm connecting in with that being, I don't want anybody's, fear and anxiety and other stuff interfering because that's a very sacred thing. Mm. They yeah. can take their, <laughs> their fear and anxiety somewhere else. But I, you know, we, we allow them to lift off and get their wings and fly. Mm. But, and yet there's a, there's a period, I do it in kind of stages so that there's a period where you can still feel their presence, but I have a lot of my clients say they've actually felt, they feel them leave the body. And then I was initiated into the um, Incan death rites where you actually, um, 
energetically unlock the chakras because the chakras hold the luminous energy field to the physical body. So I usually do a short ceremony afterwards and unlock the chakras. If the people aren't into that, I'll do it very subtly or I'll do it intentionally without the hand movements, but I still do it. Um, and sometimes even before that, before they've actually died, I'll bring in, if the, if the people like it, I'll bring in essential oils because there's very ancient rituals around using, anointing the body with essential oils. And I did that with my father, actually, when he was in the hospital. I, his whole room was filled with, up with so much frankincense. But again, it was, it was because the nurses would come by and just stick their heads in the door. And they're like, oh, we're just checking in. And this one nurse was finally like, we love the smell of this. But it was actually helping them with their job, you know? So, so I'll use essential oils. I'll usually take you know, again, depending upon the client, depending upon their belief system, I may take some sage and I put sage in their mouth and in their ears or um, wrap them up, put, the, and this is the other thing I, I really, and I've had animals communicate this to me directly and through animal communicators is it's really important to take care of their bodies. So if they have urinated or defecated, we clean the body, I help the person or I do it. And, and, and we brush them and I like cats, I like to curl up into a ball because they always sleep with their, you know, their little noses under their tails. And so I'll position them. I might lay out rose petals over the body or I'll ask the person, you know, as we're leading up to this time as part of their preparation, I'll ask them, I'll say, you know, some people even have dreams like, oh, I dreamt of these white flowers. And I said, have some white flowers available, you know, on the day we come over and let them go and, and, so I'll use that. And then I also ask people, I used to provide my own sheet, but now I ask people to provide a shroud for the body. So because a lot of times dogs will have their favorite blanket or they'll have a, a, something from their bed or the owner will be like, well, they always love sleeping on this t-shirt, whatever it is. So it's very personal. We wrap the body up with that and I wrap it, you know, very tightly like a little cocoon, like a little baby. So that that gives them time to really again release them and take care of them and everything because the hardest thing I mean for the animals that I've lost the hardest thing was watching them walk out that front door you know or carrying them out to the car because it's just that point and finality so I just try to make that as gentle and loving and and have them participate in it as much as possible mm. Yeah. And then I also, you know, I recommend them setting up an altar, like lighting a candle, um, even, even if they're having a really hard time deciding to let them go. And there's, there's times when they're so attached to that animal. I've seen animals that I don't even know what's keeping them alive and why they're breathing, but it's the love from that person, that attachment that keeps them going far longer than physically is possible. Mm. But in those cases, I'll, I'll have them sit down and I'll have them do letting go rituals. I'll have them write a letter of gratitude for all the lessons and all the gifts that animals brought to them. I'll have them set up the altar beforehand with a candle and, and that helps them start working through it and start releasing and giving the animal. Because boy, there's a lot of animals, they have to get permission, especially dogs. Dogs are so 
damn loyal to their people, they will, they will not go without that permission. You know, it's just like, I'm under your command. And so they, they need that. A lot of dogs really need that. So, hi, Isla. Hi, Isla. Isla just joined us. She managed to jump over the um, hour change and get here. <laughs> love, love, love you. Thank you for doing that. I know you've had such a full day, man. We were just talking about how, you know, the world, the planets are shifting and everything is just, you know, getting a bit topsy-turvy, you know, with things. But um, thank you for joining us. Really, I, I didn't think you would, but I, I am really touched that you did. Thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. No, I am... Um... Yeah, as I say, huge apologies. I um, it was only when I was like coming back, and I'm like seven o'clock, seven. I was like, no, because the clocks went back, and that means it's all messed up. So yes, oh. <laughs> sorry. No worries, no worries. I'm happy that you're with us. Um, so you know, we're just doing a a really you know easy session today, just talking about um, you know, well. Josie was sharing, you know, like how she would advise um, pet parents when when the animals are crossing over, you know, what to do, how to support, and you know how to consciously support the caregivers as well. Mm. In that sense, uh, maybe you would like to, you know, share what you think about that. Yeah, uh, beautiful, and just tapping into what I just caught what Josie was saying right at the end. Um, I really, you know. Um, I guess a very similar protocol from what I was hearing. So um, there is like uh, for my, yeah, the way that I guess the way that I work and if I am receiving information from somebody that their dog is ready to pass, soon to pass, has already passed. There is like uh, Josie and I have, have already said this um, beautiful way we can see that we can see past and how we can see a passing as um, an opportunity to for like a final gift for, for our animal friends and also how we can um, do it in a sacred way and in a ceremony. So one of the things that I like to do if I can, and this is always the challenge because it's always, you know, someone isn't going to contact me to be like, oh, I think my dog's going to transition in a month's time. Can I book something in? So it's always that fine line between like, my, I think my dog's going to like pass tomorrow. I've, I've you know arranged with the vet to come out or so it's always a bit of a challenge. So there's there's general information I always send out in case I can't be there. Um, what I love to do is um, is to actually go into a soul ceremony with the dog. Uh, well, yeah, with the dog. I've done it for cats and horses, but I'm, I am really primarily for me. Um, my um, connection and the, the animal that I work with is, is canine, but this applies to any animal. So there's general information that I send out, which can really support the animal in having an easier passing. And when I say easier, it's not like, cause the passing is going to be painful. The, the passing, uh, this is from my experience, the way that I communicate the dogs that have been brought to me, every passing has been peaceful. They're just like, and now I'm at peace. And there's a really big emphasis that the animal wants to share that. Um, but there is, yeah, this, uh, like Josie said, she's, you know, that's also what I receive of, um, if we are saying things like words to our, our animals of like, please don't leave me. I'm not ready for you to go. Like, please stay on. Then they kind of will hang on and hang on and hang on. But when, when they passed, it's almost like they kind of get stuck in like in between worlds because we are so wanting them still to, to, to be with us. But we have to, um, have to accept that 
it's time for them to journey on now to 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 still be with us i see for every animal in my life that has passed i just see them become like part of my soul team so i'm still there to ask their advice to have assistance to call them in but they're just like my soul team. they're still rooting for me like oh yeah come on mama. but from like soul now like i've got my soul team um but there's this importance and so one one of the, the the messages that i send out so i'm going to go kind of individual and also generic so the general information i send out um, like Josie says, is to, is to make an altar. And so, I mean, I have an altar because that's my teachings, but I'm not expecting anyone to be like, you need this altar, it needs to be this, this, and collect all these things. A really simple altar of, um, I would say like, uh, a, use as a cloth, the altar cloth, a blanket that the dog loved to lie on, a t-shirt that you would normally wear when you were out walking the dog, um, or whether it is yeah, a blanket, uh, um, just some fabric. And that kind of gets the makeshift altar. A candle goes in the middle, and then you have a bowl of water um, on the altar cloth, and also a little bit of food. And the water gets changed daily, and that little and that little bit of food, it can be food that the animal loved to have every day. It can be food that's like, oh my god, he loved this so much, but he was bad for us. We didn't really have very often, or maybe he was intolerant to it. He loved it, but he was really intolerant to it, so he couldn't really have it. So it can be any any type of food. And I will say as best as we can, the candle is lit for four days. Obviously, for reasons if we're leaving the house or we have other animals around and we can't keep the candle a candle lit for four days for like twenty four seven, we light that candle when we can. My candle is currently lit at the moment, or as always. Um, we light the candle when we can, and taking that time just to stare, to stare at the candle because the the flame of the candle represents the soul. It's the soul within. It's our inner light, our inner fire. So to stare at the candle and bring our animal to our awareness and just simply say, go to the lights go to the light and even I mean I work with clients who are like we're all bawling our eyes out because almost like this peace that the client gets as well to go wow it, it is okay and knowing that as I'm saying to my animal go to the light go to the light we are supporting them we are actually saying it, it's you know it's time for you to go there um so I find that is important because the soul even from that perspective um can can it can be it can be harder to transition when the physical connection is like, please don't leave me, please hold on, please stay here, I'm not ready for you to go. Um, so it's like, as I say, a final honouring, a final gift that we can give our animal friends. And the water is there to cleanse the soul as the soul passes. So this little bowl of water that gets cleansed every day. And the food, you know, I've had clients speak to me, it's like, oh my goodness, I didn't believe you, but the food is being eaten. So when the, when the animal is like first, when the animal first passes, the, the spirit, um, it's still very close to the physical body for a few days and so the food can be sustenance to help the soul pass now to the land of spirit the land of ancestors whatever we want to call it and so i find again that can be really supportive and honoring of the animal's kind of um process and transition into into that place uh, and then with that there is kind of uh, maybe i can put it in the group the one i've done two soul sessions before for dogs that have already passed Two of them, they shared with me two books that I've never heard of before, um, and both of them are to do with grief. So I always send those two books out as, as to read. And then I have like, I did a Facebook Live in 2020 when we lost one of our dogs, Cola. I did a Facebook Live just about how I honoured him, how I supported him, how we can support the spirit in passing over. And um, so I always send that out as well. And then there's a couple of songs that I send out for the client to sing. One is, is helping the soul cross over. And one is also to help with the pain of like, just, you know, light the candle, just sit in that quiet space and sing this song to help the pain that you feel of the loss of the grief. 
um, move through you as well. So that's kind of the general information that I send out. But if I can, what I like to do is um, if an animal is soon to pass or when an animal has just passed, to connect to that animal and go, hey, like almost like when we set up like, I don't know, like a funeral care plan with our parents or grandparents of like, when it comes to your like funeral, what is it that you would like? We can do the same for animals of like, hey, like, what is it that you would like? Is it like, is there song? Is there food? Is there celebration? Is it quiet? Is it like, what is it that you need? And again, from our, from, from my perspective and the animals that I've connected with, there is always this sharing. It's really important for me to say this, that non-human animals and our own soul does not know ego. Like non-human animals and the soul does not have ego judgment. So the condition always is, wow, thank you for asking me because you've asked me, this is what I would really love. This is what I'd like to hear. This is what I would like to have. This is what I'd like to be surrounded in. This is maybe a plant spirit that comes forward that I'd like to be immersed in. Um, but also a knowing of if that's possible. So again, as humans, we can often go down the route of like, oh, I'm, even my animal asked for this and I'm, I'm such, such a horrid person because I wasn't able to achieve it. There's always a, if that is possible. Um, our animals, as I say, they teach, one of the, they teach us so much and one of the things they teach us me from my perspective is to not have ego to not have judgment because they don't and i think it's really important to share that that this is a a, a connection and communication that, that animal is sharing if we have opportunity to ask but then also from a place of like and if that's possible so if it's not possible then that is also okay but there are parts of maybe what the dog has asked for what the animals asked for if we have to intervene or we have to take the dog to the i keep saying dog the dog or animal to the vets and um, we can still as long as our vet is, is accepting and I would I would like to think that most vets are or all vets are um, where it's like do you know what my dog asked to hear this this music being played as they were transitioning my dog asked to be able to smell this essential oil or have this flower around like Josie said or um, you know, to, to read like some dogs I know they want they want to like oh can can you read this to me or can we watch this movie or it's really I mean the thing is like how long is a piece of string it, it then becomes specific to the to the animal that I'm connecting with and then you can do the same thing again when an animal has passed um, and that can be when an animal has passed several years ago or when an animal has passed recently um, so there is yeah this this it's not as simple as like oh I'm taking my dog to the my dog my animal to the to the vet now to be put to sleep to be euthanized or my dog is is um naturally um passed there is there's still a hauling that we can do and this is what i do with my dogs and when i can um given time constraints this is what i really like to um honor for the clients for them to know like this is not the end this is just another part of life and there's a beautiful like when we live in life we give our animals love, we are constantly communicating with them and buying them things and giving them things, we can continue to do the same. And then that's why, you know, we are in Samhain, and it's celebrating our ancestors, it's our blood ancestors, but also ancestors, um, family members that are our family, regardless of species, what they are. So we can hold ceremony, we can hold anniversaries, we can hold celebrations, we can hold honorings for our animals' anniversaries, whether it is it's the anniversary of their passing, it's the anniversary of their birthday, is the anniversary of when we first collected them. And so through the fire, through the fame, flame, they get to live on. Um, and I really, yeah, um, from my perspective and really just going back to f from my own experience with cola, I really, we did it all through communication. So even when I was like, are you, aren't you? Like, are you ready? Um, and I know this is something that I've done with other clients as well. They really want to know like, 
I want to have my animals ready because I don't want to make the wrong decision. And of course, no wrong decision is a wrong decision because our animals have no ego or judgment. Um, but Cola really was just like, I'm, I'm done. I've had an amazing life. I've had a great life. You surround me in love, but this is an option. This is an opportunity for me and I'm done. I'm exhausted. Um, and so I connected with him of like, okay, what, what would you like? So I connected and spoke to my vet and, and Cola like, I, I really want you to drum. So, I mean, my vets are beautiful. I love them because um, they're, they're conventional, um, but they're really open to just like anything. They're like, we don't really understand it, but yeah, that's fine. Um, so yeah, I just, I drum for a little bit. I smudged the room and I brought in, there was, he wanted um, orange blossom. It was orange blossom and, oh, what was the other? Uh, orange blossom and jasmine. So he wanted two floral waters, orange blossom and jasmine. Um, and then, yeah, so I, I, I saged the room. I drummed, I did a chant um, and yeah, then we came home and I did the ceremony for, for four days with the, with the altar, just kept saying to like, go to the light, go to the light. And it's funny we're having this conversation because he was in my dream time yesterday with Tunka Sila. So I had Tunka Sila who's alive and Kola who's passed, but they were both really powerfully in my dream time last night, um, which is really, really beautiful. And that's the beauty that they, they never end. Yes, of course, you miss them physically, particularly when we have dogs and Kola was a physical dog that was yeah, he was like my best friend and um, we miss him physically but it's almost like i can never fully miss him because he's he's always there um because of the connection that we all have i mean it's always a if i can do it anybody can do it and there's this beautiful honoring and and i love to share this because there is this assisting we can do there is also you you may naturally be able to do it um but there is also this concept of a psychopomp so it's something that i'm trained in doing which is literally translates to spirit assist and so you go into an altered state of consciousness where you connect to the soul of the animal and just go like hey like let me just check in are you transitioning okay do you need support do you need assistance um sometimes some animals will tell me like who have they seen who are they waiting for who's waiting for them or again we can do the same thing um, it might be we've got animals that we've had in the past that our dogs were connected to or the animals were connected to. We literally say to the animal that's really ready to transition, you know, when you're when you're out of your body, just go to the light and meet who is waiting for you because we have us we have individuals waiting for us. Even for ourselves when it's our time to pass, there are individuals that are waiting for us to again make our passing be easier. Um, so again, there's all these things that the soul is the soul. It doesn't matter what animal we, we have been in. The soul is still the soul. So when it's time to pass and when the animal has passed, we can equally say the same thing to animals, like go to the light. And when you are moving towards the light, look for someone or something that's familiar to you. They're waiting for you and just go to them. Um, there's a little, there's a different way that, there's a slightly different way that I work in the psychopomp because I have a couple of team members um, in my spirit team. But um, we can, yeah, it's just a beautiful eclectic mix of how do we support our animals um, when they are passing and when they're about to pass. Um, that is, yeah, really powerful. I was just going to add to, uh, this came up listening to you, Isla. I will all, I've, I've actually collected over the years, but I would always tell people that that animal will send them some kind of message. It might be the same time. It might be a few days afterwards. I mean, I've gotten people and they'll, they won't believe it, but they'll come through. I had a, a good friend actually lost a beagle whose name was Penny. And 
she was she had horrible separation anxiety i mean to the point where it was just painful to watch her sometimes and she ended up literally dying of a heart attack during a thunderstorm but the next day they were going a group of friends took her out to brunch and they came back and this is so bizarre because i talked to each every everybody who was there and they're like we hadn't they walked back to the car on the sidewalk and there was a parking meter there and there was these pennies on the ground that spelled out the name penny on the sidewalk for her i still have i think i still have the photograph of it somewhere but it's just things like that and so and i've also had animals come through who will actually show people the form that they may return to them in as if they take another body as well so um there's yeah, a lot yeah. <laughs> there's so much we don't we don't realize it's such a powerful time like i look at it, it for me it's such an honoring to be present during a, somebody's dying either a human or animal because it's like those those gates to the spirit realm open up and mm -hmm. helpers come through other ants like you said other animals come through ancestors come through and we get this this like little glimpse of the other side and we get mm -hmm. a glimpse of the source you know? so it can be very powerful and very very mm -hmm. cute yeah, yeah, I absolutely agree. It is when we when we access the soul, which again we all can do. The the it's just it's almost like I wish I could I wish I could record it all, but of course because we're we're accessing it by going into an altered state, right? So like it's like I'm I'm in this room, but I'm seeing so much, and so if I was to record it, it would just be my room. But it is it really it really opens up your soul to just actually realize like wow this is what life is about and all the connections that we are always connected to um and yeah re really really similar in the, in the connections that i do for dogs that are passing about to pass or or have passed the the shares the shares that they bring through even in like even in the songs that they want to share like i want to send this song to my guardian um that isn't isn't necessarily about like you know um the the words of the song are about like the love and relationship that we had sometimes it's more like yeah, the dog was quite a little cheeky character, and like the last one. So the last one, because it really made me laugh, was um, the dog. The dog wanted to share. I mean, amazing stuff with Guardian, which made absolute sense. Um, but then it's like, oh yeah, and I also want to share this song, and it was um, oh my god, um, Snoop Dogg, drop it like it's hot, and I had to go like, what is that? And then he's like, and I was like, yeah, he was kind of showing me like he was just cruising, like everyone like adored him, and he was like, yeah, everyone, and she was like, that's totally that's totally him and uh so it's just it's just amazing if like you can always have that connection so when you hear that song again when i connected with a dog um uh that had already passed and then it's like yeah this song that was coming through was um the three three little birds um and they were like oh my god like we've heard that song every day for a week and we never ever hear it or like you say those synchronicities i always say there's no such thing as coincidence there's always synchronicities of spirit is always speaking to us it's just when we're present and we we pay attention and so our animal friends yeah always always sending messages and information as i say whether it's dream time whether it's journey time whether it is contemplation and then all of a sudden the sun comes behind a cloud or there's a massive gust of wind or a white feather drops even though there's like no bird around um it's uh yeah really powerful because then that that's for me what becomes infectious because we're like wow i i want more of that contact more of that contact not necessarily to the animal from desperation, but just from like, I want more contact from 
the soul awareness because it is so expansive. I mean, it's anything is possible. And when you're on that journey of like anything is possible, um, it's just wondrous. It just, you really realize how unlimited life is and um, yeah, how, how incredible life is. That's the magic, the world opens up. You know, um, for some pet parents, like who might not be, say, uh, familiar with how you practice, both of you practice, or, you know, um, they, they, um, they want to believe, but they're not sure how to cope with the grief after the animal has passed on. And, you know, you were talking about synchronicities, you know, is there a way where you would advise the pet parent who's grieving how, how to um, cope and, 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 I don't know, keep an open mind? Is that the right way to say it? Yeah, I think what I found often is if somebody's, and I've had this both with humans and animals, actually, if somebody's really in that grief zone, the messages don't necessarily come through to them like other people will get them or i've had actually when my own father died i had he showed up in somebody else's dream <laughs> so and to send me a message so i think sometimes that grief it can be such it's almost like a cloud over the body it can be such a heaviness that the spirit can't get in but i think we have to allow we have to allow ourselves to go to that place, but not stay stuck there, you know? And that's why I think there's so much, a, a death of one being can bring up grief that people have as a processed from multiple stages of their life. And so that's why if they're feeling stuck, I think they need outside help to either, you know, like to go on a journey, work with a medicine person or, or therapist or somebody else that can kind of loosen things up and move the energy to help them move through it. Um, and then there's also times when you, you need to just, you might need to just sit and lock yourself in your room and ball your eyes out. That's okay to do. It's okay to cry. And I, it's very healing. So instead of keeping it bottled up inside, that's another thing I think people don't give themselves permission to feel the emotions. The other thing, I just had this conversation with somebody the other day, is when you're, the impending death is often much worse than actually going through the death process itself. So you can be standing there like you're on the edge of a black hole and you, you're feeling like if you allow the grief to come in, you're going to disappear down that black hole and never be able to come out again. I had that when I lost a soul cat of mine. Um, and this actually spirit heard and saw where I was at. I was like, I'm going to, if I, if I, I, I'm on the edge and I'm going to fall down and I don't know if I'm going to come back out. Um, and spirit sent this little tiny itty bitty kitten without a mother that I had to bottle feed every two hours to me to get me to send that love to that kitten. And it kept me from going down into that hole. But I don't think people should feel ashamed ever of asking for help or seeking outside help yeah, because I found as a pet parent and plus a caregiver for a lot of rescue cases, 
when we do palliative care and you know it's so intense when you're um, taking care of say a sick or dying animal and your whole life the routine is all about taking care of that animal you know there's a time for medicine or cleaning or you know whatever and then when the animal passes um, I found like quite a few peppers and myself included where we have that PTSD you know that that shock and then that numbness because suddenly that routine is gone because the animal is gone it's like suddenly there's total silence in the house even if you have family members but it's just so quiet suddenly and then like that feeling of loss and emptiness you know um how would you advise like is there like some uh routine or rituals that you can advise you know these pet parents like you know like how can they help them to move on or you know get get to start feeding a little bit more alive again you know because i don't know for me sometimes it's like it's that total shock like i don't know what to do with my myself now I think that's where the altar comes in, in a way, too, so that you have that set up so you can spend time there. But also, so because there is a huge void, there's a huge emptiness. And I've talked to people, they'll still, you'll still often see or hear the animal, or you'll wake up in the middle of the night, you know, people waking up in the middle of the night to look over to see if they're still breathing. And you'll catch yourself still doing that. Um, but I think that's where the the like the the altar and setting up there is in almost every single tradition there is that feeling that it takes like three days about forty hours for the um, luminous energy field to separate from the physical so that being is still around um, and to be we this is where i feel like anybody at any point in time it's really good to have a meditation practice because we are so afraid to be in the silence and in the void and yet that's where all the magic happens it's so potent and we're afraid of that space um a lot of people can't sit in an empty room in silence for more than five minutes because all of a sudden, like you said, there might be people around, but it just starts closing down in on you, you know, and um, that's when meditation can really help. But you, I'll hand it over to Isla. She has some. She has a lot to say. Uh, thanks, Josie. You're really similar, and just while I remember it, um, you know, one of my teachings and one of the one of my teachings that I teach others as well is this beautiful saying of um, it's one of the four medicine questions of. And um, when did you stop being comforted by the sweet territory of silence? And I love that, the sweet territory of silence, because most people are like that silence is not sweet. And yet there is this, this strength we can build and we can create by, by being in the silence and then honoring what it is that we need. And again, from my perspective, I would go the full circle of the, the emotional, physical, mental and spiritual support that a, that a human needs, that a guardian needs when their animal has transitioned this first of all of like also knowing again our animals don't have judgment they don't have ego so it is okay to go out there and to move and to dance and to laugh like 
a lot of people don't want to do that because like oh my i feel really guilty because my animal will be looking down on me and going oh, you should be sad you should be in mourning and that's just not true our animals have nothing but love for us and certainly even like the soul only knows love so there's like okay let's just look at what is like our um hardships on ourselves like what we're telling ourselves and how we kind of unhook that and unpick that but knowing of like yeah go out go out on the walk where you maybe walk your dog if you had a dog or go out and be in nature and imagine you were climbing a tree with your cat or, or laugh like it's okay to laugh but also from the other end of the spectrum it's also okay to cry and then again there's and I, I've worked with many a client where the the loss of their animal has really opened up like Pandora's box of the grief that they're experiencing is actually not grief with that animal at all. It's really, really old grief that they just weren't able to um, give themselves a acceptance or weren't allowed at the time to grief because they had to support the family members or they were too young or they didn't want to upset like, yeah, a dad or a mom or a husband or a wife. So it's just like, wow, I'm, this grief is, is unreal. But it's like, yeah, the, it's almost like the, the animal leaving was the perfect timing for that person to be ready to go and now this is the healing that, that that your animal is so lovingly giving you because now it's time so really yeah i think for me and again i'm looking down because i have two altars but one's in my medicine room one's downstairs there is an absolute reality um like you you shared amaris of um sometimes we need to go deeper spiritually and look at does that person need a, a soul retrieval because where there is that shock that trauma just like wow i I feel lost, I feel so disconnected, I feel numb, I feel depressed, I feel low. Well, yeah, if, if, it, if it was such a shock, such a, a deep wound, then it is possible that part of you is lost, so we need to bring that soul fully back. So that'd be like looking at the spiritual support. And then the other side of that is in the physical support. Yes, like go and see a bereavement counsellor, a therapist, and that type of person that can um, do that type of, of therapy that they, they're qualified in doing. And the emotional support of like, yeah, what is it that your body, like feeling it for me, I'm just like, we have three minds, we have like the head mind, but we have the heart mind and the body mind and our heart mind allows us to connect to the soul. Our body mind tells us like, okay, what am I feeling right now? Where am I body, where am I body, am I feeling it? <sighs> and what do I need to do? And we know from then our ancient medicines, our ancient wisdom that we can, if we're gonna hold grief, we can hold it in the lungs, we can hold it in the bowel, we can hold it in the stomach. So it can be a practice where we go into breath work. Breath work itself is so releasing, a releasing of trauma, a releasing of wounds, a releasing of grief. Doing breath work to allow this grief to be released from the lungs, be eliminated through the bowels, this um, holding of sorrow that we might feel in the stomach. Um, and that's why I love, yeah, just sitting at the altar and, and, and also making the time when an animal has passed making the time to actually sit in the discomfort of silence because where there is biggest discomfort is also greatest of healing um being in like i did this i do this for any for any of my animals that pass i go into a ceremony itself of i have to do my work or but then okay this evening this morning or this afternoon like i'm now sitting for as long as i can it's two hours it's four hours it's four days i am sitting and allowing myself to work through the grief and i know in indigenous cultures how it was taught to me is that when there when there is a death everything is everything stops and the entire community go we will we will just i think it's for four days i could be wrong it's almost like you have it's not a you have four days for grief to pass and then you better pass it but it's like you've got four days to basically be in the grief be in the emotions and this is the whole point of emotions emotions 
are flowing so we don't hold on to them but like okay now i want to talk about my animal it's oh my god all the crazy things that he did let's laugh okay now i'm feeling the pain again and the sorrow it's it's going to rise and then fall and rise and fall and honor that to be like do you know what and i need to cry and there are still days where i'll cry for cola and it, it, it's more from a beauty just like wow you were such an incredible soul and that physical connection like i'm not crying because i'm sad but i still feel residues of tears so i'm going to honor that and cry and um, so it means that we, we can do that but in terms of the community is there to go we do all the washing we do all the cooking we do all the cleaning we do all the childcare. we literally do everything so that your full attention is is the grief and is is the healing around the grief and having then the emotional and mental support as well as the the physical support with a professional and then the spiritual of do we need to do a soul retrieval let's go into meditation together let's do some drumming let's do rattling let's kind of allow your uh like josie's mentioned but allow your luminous egg to be solid again and then go into a go into a ritual go into a ceremony let's hold it let's hold ourselves let's cradle ourselves and then go into release as i say through the breath there's some really powerful simple things that we can do and sometimes it is to sleep to rest it very much is you know don't like trust your intuition be guided by what your body is telling you, what your heart is telling you, what your emotions are telling you, because there's no right or wrong answer here. What, like, how my sister deals with grief is very different to how I deal with grief, is very different, again, to how my mom deals with grief. None of those things are right or wrong. It's right for the individual. So if it's if it's right for the individual to go into um, a state of, like, practical support, practical support, practical support, and crying, then that is absolutely right. If it's a stick for somebody else, I'm just going to, I'm going to sit in silence and then I'm going to drum and chant and call to the soul of that animal to to um, to feel that connection. And that's also right. But yeah, really, um, yeah, that validation of honoring the time to cry and um, honoring. It's almost like the two heightened emotions, right? On one end of the spectrum, like oh, I want to just share stories about my animal and laugh. And oh, my God, the like trials and tribulations that we went through. And he was such a klutz here when they did this. Um, but then be like, oh, and yeah, now I need to cry again because it is a, it, it's a wound. It's a very, very deep wound uh, because it's, because we live with our animals and they know they know us better than we know ourselves. And some of our animals know our deepest, darkest secrets that we wouldn't even dare, dare share with another human because heaven forbid they may judge. So it's almost like, wow, it, it's, uh, it's part of us that feels like they've gone, um, but we can still have that, that connection with them. Um, so yeah, for me, it's the spiritual, physical, emotional, mental support. Thank you for saying that and sharing because I've actually started to do like daily meditation for well, thanks to COVID, um, for since COVID started like every day now, and I've actually been incorporating that as a daily routine. And my, my animals are always around with me. Sometimes I've got a cat that will actually snuggle up on my lap when I'm, when I'm meditating or, you know, being near me. And, you know, I, I think um, one takeaway that I've taken from you guys is, you know, to prepare for the journey. And, you know, like death is not the end. It's just moving on from, you know, it's just a transition part. And so I've actually, from last month's call, I've actually been a lot more conscious of, you know, 
um, how I speak to my animals as well. I mean, like they're still well technically young, you know, but you know I do rescue cases as well. So um, we've had to say goodbye to a few animals um, the last few months, and you know it's it's taking away what you guys shared. You know, trying to be a lot more conscious of of um, death of the grief. You know, to give myself permission, it's okay. Not I don't have to have a false facade, which I think a lot of people do, and they sort of clamp up. You know that stoicism, which you know a lot of people like, sort of thing like, oh, that's really cool. But I think sometimes when we close up too much, we suffocate ourselves, and then we just don't know how to deal with it, and it sort of you know, explodes later on, as you were saying, you know, the death of the animal brings up a lot of other issues of the past. And it's, and we are grieving, it's not really so much the animal at that point in time. After that, it's actually to do with the past and whether or not we could let go or forgive or something, you know. And I just want to really thank you guys because, you know, every time we have this monthly gathering, I my heart just opens up a little bit more and you know i i i i, I sort of learn like okay be kinder to myself that's that's the, the main thing i've i've been learning from you guys is not to be so hard on myself because everyone is so judgmental and hey i'm also a judgmental bitch you know but you know so i've been really trying very hard with you know when you share you know, especially the last few ones, it's like, I have to be kinder, I got to forgive myself, so that I can be a better caregiver for my animals, because at the end of the day, they sense how I feel. And then when they sense how I feel, they act out accordingly. You know, and, and that's something that I, I really feel thankful with these sessions with you guys, because, you know, you, you give me a lot to think about. And, you know, I'm not perfect, but I'm really trying my best to to be a better caregiver every day for them. And I have to thank it's because of amazing teachers like you sharing and always sharing so openly. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for creating creating this space, right, in this circle for us to share. And following from what you said is um, if it if it helps at all, like and I know this is this comes from me connecting to a dog that I'm connecting to, but also the collective consciousness of canines, which I know came through as a transmission when I was with Josie on, on Tuesday, but um, really all of all that our certainly dogs want, and I'm sure all of our animals and our animal friends, is they want us to be happy and they want us to heal. That's all that they're like, they just want you to like, we're literally showing up to show you like how you can heal, like how you like, they get from from no ego and no judgment to say, we just want you to be happy, we want you to heal, we want you to be happy, we want you to heal. And it's when I, I've, I've received that so often by, by the collective and also by different canine souls that it's, it, it, it's always, it's almost like I hear it as a mantra in my head of like, be happy and heal, be happy and heal. Um, like happy, 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 joy, joy. But dogs yeah. are so filled with that. Like dogs can pick up a tennis ball and it's like the most wonderful thing in the absolute world, you know? And what dog doesn't greet their owner at the door happy with their tennis You know, it's just like, yeah. <laughs> they're just they're filled with that. I need to leave. I have to go see a patient. Yes. Okay. But thanks. Thanks. Thanks, Dr. Josie. Yeah. Take care. Hi, Thank you so much. Thank you. Steph. Yeah. So Steph, 
you've listened in today. I mean, like, you know, what are your thoughts? I wrote down a few notes, actually. I took a nod from Dr. Emily last week and made sure I had a notepad. Um, I like what Dr. Josie said about taking the time now to plant seeds, go inward. Um, I think it's important, you talked about this too, that we allow ourselves to grieve and don't rush back to, like Dr. Josie was saying, work, life, like you were saying, Isla, as well, those four days or whatever it is you can take is important for us. Um, the, the spiritual body, Dr. Josie was talking about this too, and I've seen it before, but I didn't know what it was until she said it, is um, that the spiritual body of the animal starts to grow as they get close to being finished with their physical body. And I've experienced that, but I, I, I just didn't know what it was. But now I think back and it's like, it's exactly what was happening to, to that dog. Um, another thing I thought was this, this animals with no ego and no judgment. It's just something that, like you said, Amrice, I would like to also practice because it's so true. They, they, they just don't think that way. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's something about this uh, monthly gatherings that we've had since we started, you know, it's, it's been really shifting something in me slowly, you know, mm. I, I keep getting takeaways and then I keep looking back at, you know, how can I be a better caregiver for my animal? And I realized, you know, um, being a rescuer, I've always been chasing the physical material stuff, you know, like, oh, I have to bring them to the doctor. They have to take their medicine. Mm -hmm. They got to do this, do that, you know, to try and pump their body and, and prolong their lifespan. And that was the old way of thinking that I used to think until, you know, um, the last, I think, especially the last two years, something shifted in me. Um, ironically, I think coincidentally is, is when I also met um, Isla the first time when I did my interview with her, the really like, oh my God, that must have been like a year ago at least, you know, um, something shifted and I started to look at a very, uh, having a spiritual relationship with my animal. Because I realized, you know, um, in a way, how I was trying to fix them, mm -hmm. you know, in my mind was how I was trying to fix myself because I felt that I was broken. And, you know, I was just trying to, you know, like project it onto them, you know, like all my, all my uh, fears and, and, and my, my anxiety and, and what I wanted to do to try and save them. You know, like if I save them, I save myself kind of thing. You know, it was, it was really screwed up in that sense because, you know, it's, I realized I, I have to, I have to heal myself because, you know, I've got issues you know, that I'm not dealing with. So I realized that if I start working with myself and that's when I started meditating, you know, every day and I started to feel something shift and change in me. And I think my animals around me could, could feel that as well. Because suddenly the, I don't know how to explain it, like the dynamic energetically is sort of changed in the house a little bit, even my relationship, my dog, you know. Um, yeah, it's it's just, I'm staring at her now because she's sleeping by my, by my side. But, you know, it's like, 
something sh- shifts when you become more conscious about how you take care of them and when you realize that <clears throat> you actually have to take care of yourself first mm. when you don't you know um Oh, things go all mucky and wrong. <laughs> I, I I realized that, you know, when 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 I don't think of myself and I just start scrambling like a headless chicken for every rescue case that I do, and then like you know you sort of, you know, try and save them and pump them, and I realize like that's the wrong way of doing it. You know, who who am I trying to save? Mm-hmm. You know, and um, and that's right, Steph. When you mentioned that, you know, when the physical physical body shrinks but the spiritual body expands that hit me as well i think at the same time it hit you when i heard that you know and i just went oh bloody hell yeah. <laughs> i think that was what i witnessed but i i didn't realize it then you know so it's like i've you know maybe some people look at me and they sort of think like you know why am i such a weird rescuer now like why do i allow the animals to pass much more willingly than before and you know i think it really has to do with the fact that you know what we've been learning here as well you know the last few months to be more conscious and aware you know it's like they are waiting for us to give them permission to go Mm. you know it's really a lot to do with our journey of growth as well when it's tied in with them you know um they literally yeah you know it's like they live for us. They have their own journey, but you know they're with us for a reason as well mm. to help us to become better human beings. So I don't know. It's 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 been an amazing. Wow, I don't know how many how many sessions that we had. I mean, July, August, September, October, maybe five, five, four, five. Yeah, with yeah. with Isla counting. Yeah, it's it's been very profound, Isla. Seriously, like I've felt this shift every time even though we meet once a month you know um it it's it's doing good for me Mm. and i Mm. hope whoever's listening in on this you know Mm. um if they listen to the past recordings as well that they might feel that shift as well you know to become better somehow and i really have to thank you guys because um i don't think i can get this anywhere else seriously Mm. so i just i just really want to thank you it's um you know, I'm just like listening and feeling to what you're saying. I'm getting so excited because I'm just like, and that, my friend, is because you're you're living and existing and experience from your soul, and that's exactly what we are. Like that's the beauty of this this kind of reality, really. That we our body is just a physical house with a soul, so we are soul, and we're in a physical body, and that physical body can change because we have been many things. We may be something else later on. Who who knows? But there is just like, yes, and when we live, when we become conscious, the only way we can become conscious is by living in presence. And the only way we can live in by being present is by living from trust. And when we live from trust, it's like, because our soul knows, our heart knows. And then, hey, we're actually living really similar to our animal friends because that's the only place they know to live from. They, as I say, they have no ego and judgment. They, they have a brain so they can problem solve, work out, they can learn, but they're they're not constantly like, oh, I, I need to save this animal because otherwise it's yet another tick about why I'm such a bad person because I, I didn't, I, this animal maybe could have had another four days and it's only had another two. It's, it's always in this reflection of this, 
this understanding that our animals have free choice as well so that's why we can connect to them to go is it your time to go like i did with more like i had a client just this week to say like we're not sure if it's our time for our animal and we need to intervene can you um can you just check in and 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 ask yeah yeah i can so they have this sense of free will or even if we are again through our own our own kind of projections of believing that we're a bad person which is just not true like we are all perfect and so are animals in this moment in this time everyone is perfect um but we kind of collect all these scenarios that make us and convince us that we are we are bad people so we then try and intervene the best that we can with our animals and and i've had this before where what the animals connected to me and communicate with me is just like i just want to be with my human yes they are they are taking me to this therapy and that therapy to to try and make my body stay on for longer but it's like it's going to be a matter of days or months it's going to be a matter of days or months and i those are that's kind of time where we could just be together like lying on the sofa having a hug you speaking to me you singing to me you reading to me whereas it's like it's in the car over here over there and um yeah so i'm i'm so i'm just so i'm so proud i'm just like yes i'm so proud and so excited and it's just music to my ears because for me it's just like one person even if one person just their their awareness of of who they truly are and the the purpose of this beautiful journey of healing which is why our animals come into our life at the time that they come in because that's also why they're here to support us to go you are so come back to your soul not like come out of your body but exist in this body but from soul and like you said when you do you're like wow everything becomes really clear and magical and mystical and i see life from such a totally different perspective and then the beauty is as you work on yourself then that's is what you put into the collective so then it allows somebody else to work on themselves and so it just creates that ripple effect people are like i don't know i don't know what it is that you're on but i want me some of that and it's like i'm on soul that's exactly what i'm on um so i'm really i'm really really pleased you said that well <clears throat> i'm well actually we're coming to the end and i was just wondering would you like to lead us in a short meditation to close this yes so i'm um, i'm going to do um well one of two things i can do the short i can do the short meditation or i was i wasn't being rude i was on my phone but i was trying to find i don't know if i can find it in time um there was a connection that i did with a dog and i just because of what we're talking about it felt really apt to share but it's from it's from a while ago and the story is let me see if i can find it while i'm sharing the story the story is actually a uh, a friend of mine her a family member of hers was was dying and the dog was really depressed and really distressed and she wanted me to check in on the dog and the reality is that what i got from the dog was yes there was a, there was an element of sadness because the human was dying was preparing to pass but the sadness was that the dog was um kept away from the family member that was dying even though the dog was part of the family and he's like i've been i've been your family for all of this time and now you're not allowing me to be with the human that is passing let me be part of the family um and so they did and the the dog yeah the dog changed again but the dog did this really beautiful share um and if there's time let me see if i can find it but i know it was from a while back um because i i know that we weren't going to be talking about the subject tonight so i planned i'd kind of i hadn't prepared prepared but i was feeling into a different meditation but i'm going to give myself another 30 seconds and then i'm going to go into um 
that okay yeah okay perfect here it is so this this is the share if you want to close your eyes and hear it i'm already at my altar i'm at, I'm at my candle is lit this is what the dog wanted to share um my dear ones you have looked after me so well it is now my turn to look after you all love is not something that is here today gone tomorrow do you feel your heartbeat then so long as you do this is what keeps you connected to the living and non-living. Love is eternal and never fades or dies out. It is not possible. My dears, I have watched you. I've watched you all grow. I have seen your thoughts. I have felt your pain and I washed it away for you. This is why I am now here. Let me carry you and lick your wounds, lick your sorrow, show you that life is still okay that it is okay. Allow me to show you still where there can be smiles in life. Know it is okay to laugh even though you have sorrow in your heart. We are here for many things and certainly one of them is to remind humans how to smile, how to laugh. Don't be let down by the could-haves more times or too soons. This is the beauty of life as we do not know. We do not know the mystery and that is what makes us live our life. That is what makes us wake up every day with our tail wagging, our happy smile and welcoming the day no matter what we expect. We can't know what to expect and that is the great teaching of life. We want to know what our everyday brought. Where is the magic in that? Where is the life? For it is no life at all if we already expect. My sweet family, my friends, let me do this for you. Don't think that I do not understand the, the aspect of the soul. Don't think that I am not here to be just your dog. I am more than that. We are more than that. For all that you do for me, now let me do this for you. I leave you with this. With every lick there is a memory. With every wag there is an imprint. With every bark there is a signature. We are encapsulated in the love even when we do not see it or feel it. It is there, swirling round us, touching us, supporting us. It is one of the most magnificent, magnificent sights to see, and there it is. Let me be a reminder of this for you when you look at me. I am the carrier. I am the bridge. I am here for you, my family. You love me, but know that I love you. Hmm. Yeah, I felt this really, really cold from what we were what we're sharing again going back to they want us to be happy they want us to heal and yeah just exist from the soul experience from the soul and that allows us to drop out of the why but why is this why did this happen why 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 whereas like huh when we're heart-led it's a feeling how do i feel rather than the why is this why is that and the expansiveness of life Isla. You know, I honestly feel the universe has been guiding us all this time since the day I've met you. You know, um, every time we never plan these sessions, honestly, people, we don't know what's going to come out, you know, what people share. Um, but I always feel it's always a very special session that happens, this magic that happens. And tonight, you know, um, you know, Isla sharing that it's it's really meaningful and it's a very nice way to end, end our session and you know 
for everyone to take away and think about. So I just really want to thank you. You know, you're beautiful, beautiful soul. Thank you so much. Well, thanks to the dog soul. It didn't. That came from the soul of the yeah. dog, not me. But, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's the beauty of when I'm. For me, that's that. Doing this soul work is is what always just makes me realize just how incredible life is and how incredible the interconnectedness of life is of and how supported we are and really truly how supported we are um is just magical yeah yeah so i think you know we'll we'll end the session now because it's really late for isla i mean like what time is it over there now for you it's oh well it's 25 past seven so it's an hour earlier because our clock went back which i forgot about (laughs) getting all the times wrong yeah, but um, yeah, you know, so it's you've been rushing. Earlier, so. yeah, yeah, you've been rushing. You've been rushing around. You know, you haven't had your dinner yet either. So you know, I just, I just really want to thank you for, for you know, coming on tonight because I didn't, I didn't expect you to join us because I know you were rushing in from work, so I didn't want to stress you out. But you know, I really want to thank well, you for joining us because again, it's, it's always very meaningful to have you and Josie and Stephanie. You know, um, Joshua. Um, you know, you quiet over there, but thank you for joining us and listening in. You know, um, if you feel like sharing yeah, anything. Thank you for hosting. I had a quick question. Do you know if we can access the previous meetings you guys have had? Um, I have uh, a podcast. Um, if you go to the events section on the connection apps, you will see my name and then my uh, podcast called The Raw Entrepreneur. And it's there. Um, we have a podcast of it. It's under Conscious Caregiving for Animals, uh, PodX Live. Um, I also, if you follow my post, I actually do have it and on Insights as well on our membership site. I actually do post our, our uh, episodes. So I'm happy to repost them again for you. Um, Joshua, I'll, you. I will you. take note of your name and then I'll try and tag you uh, with those posts. But thank you for, for coming in and listening in with us. For sure. Thank you for having it. Okay. And, and Joshua sharing just from um, my perspective as well, because it's open to anybody. If you are experiencing where an animal is passing or has passed and you would like the, that, like the general advice that I, I, I can give out from, from my teachings and, and what I share, then it's, it's, it's important for me for people to have that if they need it. So again, reach out if you, yeah yeah because on the connections app i have um isla's um website um kachina uh, canine wellness so that's her website and there's also well judy didn't join us today but judy's website is there as well you know so uh, every podcast episode i actually will put the the links to all the speakers so like just now josie was here so i'll be putting hers um, onto onto this episode, but when when I when I when I have it uh, published, um, I'll let you know. Thank you. Perfect. So much. I appreciate you both. Okay, so ah, thank you, thank you, everyone, thank you, Stephanie. You know, it's always nice to see you, um, yeah. and all the shares. So we'll catch on. Um, hopefully next month, uh, December. Um. The time should be time zone should be clocked in by then for you. <laughs> Ours is to switch this weekend, so I'll I'll be following your lead next week, Isla. Great. Oh, is it? You're going to be shifting a one hour earlier over there for you in Canada. 
Honestly, I'm not sure what we're going to do, but it's one hour. <laughs> Fall yeah. back. Yeah. Fall back. So does yeah. that mean that everything then lines up, right? Everything is then back to normal. Well, the irony it is I'm in Singapore and I'm on the equator, so nothing changes for me. So we don't have any uh -huh. daylight saving time. So it's only the northern and southern hemispheres that changes. Oh. Yeah. So, so yeah. So I, I have to, if I need to follow you guys, I have to add check is it um plus eight hours now i think with you well yeah if steph if you if steph goes back at the weekend we went back just weekend gone so it must synchronize yeah yeah because we went back as well so yeah everything's back to normal yeah but you know it's it's it's, it's yeah planets have been changing and you know things have been have been afoot the last few weeks i think <laughs> it's just it's just been crazy but yeah, I just, yeah, thank you again for this circle. Um, mm. We, you know, Joshua, we, we always meet every first Thursday of the month, uh, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, that's the universal time because we're all from different time zones. Um, Isla's from the UK, Stephanie and Judy's from Canada, Josie's from Florida, US. Um, Joshua, um, I don't know where you're from, but I'm from Singapore. So we, we have to cross and connect but it's always uh amazing time whenever we do this you know um i always get very deep like yeah i'm always very moved by by all the shares with everyone so thank you for for making the time as always thank you and holding you guys and loving you guys so much i really yeah i'm yeah sending you so much love and blessings okay well you take care everyone and have yes. a good evening day or afternoon wherever you are <laughs> See you next month. Okay. Have a good night from Texas, guys. Have a good, good one. Night. All right. Bye, Bye, Joshua. Thanks for joining. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Wow. I'm so thankful and grateful that you took the time to listen to this podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could subscribe, download, rate, review, and share this with others whom you care about that may enjoy it as well. Thank you and remember to be kind to yourself and others. Have a awesome day, everyone.